darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. I am that lone candle in the darkness, New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Cork, and with me is my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. The one and only West Coast, West Coast witch. Happy oh, Valentine's Day to you, girl. Thank you, thank you. I'm back at you. Yes, it is. So we're still trying to get our favorite reverend. Well, he's there, but it's something about a hold. I have no idea, your friend. You work it out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot. You don't speak to me. (laughs) Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, Ghost Chronicles, uh, Book of Shadows. And uh, we have a special guest today, if we can get him on the line, of course, and that would be the Reverend Tim Shaw. See, he's always uh, a pain in the neck, just, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're still trying to get him on. Okay. Now. Now we have him on. Now he's gone. I love it. He's playing peekaboo. Hi guys, how are you doing? Boy, oh, he, does, he is back. It's it was magic. I'm telling you. You know what it is? It's it's that it's that Marla. She's just been throwing them. She's been throwing them lightning balls at me all morning. So it's like I'm kind. It, yeah, it just right. wasn't working right. No, uh-huh. he's, delving, he's delving into the devil's work. That's the problem. That you know, <laughs> way too I, often. I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's in his he's in his museum there with all that negative energy <laughs> floating around him like a hurricane, a tornado. So anyway, true. Is, is the the is the host, longtime host of Black Cat Lounge. Mr. Uh, Reverend, or whatever he is, Tim Shaw. You guys are just beautiful human beings, true humanitarians. And may I say, Ron, it is an honor and a pleasure to share this audio stage with you and my little sister, Marla. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. you guys have been at it for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Years. Marlon would say way too long, but yeah, I'd say I'd say a couple months anyway. <laughs> That's oh longer than boy, that. you had hair on your head when that happened in the beginning. Hey, 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 hey! We all had hair on our head back then. Uh, you know, well, that's that's how far it's back. Yeah. Yeah, you you know, pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, I think no. I had four strands left on the top of my head. Yes, then. you did. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. Tim, uh, you have a show called uh, The Black Cat's Lounge. It's, it's been like around forever. It, it's still on Pararex, I assume. Mm-mm. No, act, no. actually, um, I took a hiatus for a yeah, couple I, of years I, yeah. uh, when my mom got sick, you know, so we were running around with that. Yeah. And then when COVID came back, we, uh, uh, we resurrected it. And uh, we are just an independent looking for a spot type of guy. And uh, you can see us, you know, usually on 
believe it or not, Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. <laughs> so <laughs> wait a minute, why aren't you on tonight? What's uh, what's your problem? Well, it's the it's a it's the evening of love, Ron. It's yeah. love, love. Look it's at the Ania. two of us. That's me and Marlis. But uh, yeah, I, when when you guys asked me, and I said, you know what, I can take I can take a, a an evening off. So no, thank you guys for inviting me on. I never get evenings off. That's not fair. You're a workaholic, Ron. That's not fair. I just don't like it. <sighs> so Black Hat Lounge, how the hell did you come up with that name? I've always wondered that. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. My dear little sister, Marla, she is, you know, she she is a, you know, a rather interesting person. And we started talking one time. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I would say that's it. And one thing led to another. And I thought one of the most my favorite places where I used to go and we used to talk paranormal and metaphysics and all that was this little tiny hole in the wall, basically dive bar. And uh, a bunch of us would get together every, oh, you know, once a month, twice a month, and we would just talk. And it was great, you know, pizza, chicken wings, and uh, metaphysics. How could you go wrong? What could go wrong? I love it. So, uh, you know, I always thought, like, Black Cat was. Wasn't that in one of the games? Either I think it was uh, Careers or or Monopoly. It must have been Careers. Probably, Probably Careers, because... God knows I couldn't make a career out of being a host of the Black Catalog. No, nobody could. <laughs> and yet, there are so many podcasts out there. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. And people, when they get to go to the Black Cat Lounge now, he can see what they look like, and they look, and they can see what he looks like. And that's scary enough, Ron. That's scary enough. Yeah, that's that's your V. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day when you you asked me, you know, what was it a V? What do you call it? A V. A vodcast. A vodcast. Yeah. A video. Well, you know, yeah. Well, you know what? You know the reason why we switched over from podcast was the fact that um, a lot of the people that I that I work with and then I that I that I do my appearances with, they all do vodcasts. Every one of them, you know has a vodcast and i started mm. to going and exploring it and i saw that it was a new frontier it was like the wild west and mm. i said i wanted to be a part of it but the other flip side is i actually do go and i stream just the audio portion of the black cat lounge on spotify so that oh. if people want to go and listen to it rather than having to sit down and devote you know an hour to watching you know, live or whether it's been, you know, syndicated or wherever, uh, they can do that. So I kind of got the best of both worlds. I get a chance to go and scare little children and uh, uh, little furry animals with my lovely likeliness and uh, likeness. And uh, people can just listen to me as I drone on about all things. You know, that's that's you know, that's the same as my morning show, the, the uh, morning edition. The morning edition is uh I guess it's a vodcast because it's uh, it's video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an hour show video, but it's also streamed here, the audio portion on um, Toji.net and other places, of course. But uh, the same, next generation, when we do our TV show for uh, public access, uh, it's, you know, it's a video and it's, uh, which is on 
uh, you know, picked up by whatever. But anyways, it's also played here on TV on Tojinet as a uh, audio. So it's I've been doing the same thing. I just didn't know I had a fancy name for it. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, Van Helsing, you are a fancy guy, so you should be having a fancy show. And just yeah. by bringing the lovely Marla Brooks on and her white go-go boots that she always likes to wear, I know it I, is a silly reason. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Saturday, Saturday night fantasy. Everybody's got to have one, right? Mm-hmm. And, so, and this being Valentine's Day, that was just a perfect. Uh, Oh yeah, we, we we're going to talk about Valentine's Day. That's right. I I just enjoy talking to Tim, so I apologize. That's that's my no, point. you can no, it's all right. No, but I, I I'm going to go have in any direction. I am um, an open book, as Marla will tell you. Yes, but I want to know. I mean, because this this is the um, this Marla's going to stay on track. You know, Tim, you can't. Screw yeah, up. I know. No, no, no. I no. Know. What I'm going to say was that we were talking about. Witches, you know, when we're doing this Book of Shadows every once a month. Mm-hmm. And some people are going to say, well, why is Tim Shaw there? Because he's not a witch. And, <laughs> and, and it, took, it took me maybe five or six years to have him at least admit to me that he was. Uh-huh. And then it was another two or three years before he would even do a picture like that on the, on the, um, yeah, on the banner. And um, so, yeah, so he he can be this on this Valentine show because it's you know it's the Book of Shadows and his other personas have to not be here. Yeah, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, let's. I'm gonna be. Let's let's be honest. You know. Let's be honest. We can oh, wait. so many, you know. It's there. There's a a uh, very tight uh, corresponding thread between American spiritualism and American witchcraft. And uh, I knew the late Raymond Buckland pretty well, and he used to come to Lilydale, one of the spiritualist enclaves here in Western New York, and and he uh, uh, would teach and. He was well accepted there. And a lot of what he would teach was actually, it jived with with, um, with American spiritualism or the hybrid American spiritualism because modern spiritualism is a little bit more, you know, a little bit more stringent. And, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, followed Raven around and was introduced. He would call it eclectic magic and, I don't know. I'm not. I like eclectic magic is like uh, that the, to to me the name is a cop out because it's sort of like uh, I'm going to take all of this and just do this and that and you know it's it's kind of fuzzy bunny stuff you know. Uh, <laughs> but I fell in with a group of people that were practitioners in both voodoo and uh, chaos magic. So my you know my vein my uh uh my whole my my whole focus is more on uh, uh chaos magic what works works there's you know really there's you know I, i'm not a big fuzzy fuzzy bunny guy you know i mean it, there there's no such thing as you know 
oh, I'm afraid of the threefold rule. Well, there's no threefold rule in my magic. But a lot of what I do is, you know, a hybrid between spiritualism and the and the whole tradition of chaos magic. So, you know, I guess uh, it finally it finally took it. What was it, Marla? How hmm. the heck? How the heck did I? Did did you find out I was a that I had been a practitioner? I can't remember. It's been so long. I don't know what it was, but it was something that you said. Oh, oh, uh, mirrors. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mirror. Yeah, because because after I had said something about mirrors and and uh, working with reflection and that sort of thing, Marla says, "You know, Tim, you shouldn't know this stuff." <laughs> mm-hmm. oops. oops it happens it happens it, what can I yeah but it was like the closet yes the broom closet exactly that's, it. that's exactly it but he would be riding a pitchfork rather than a broom yeah well, wow you know, you know it's you know you know I, I have been working out a lot so that pitchfork will come in handy yeah now well yeah <laughs> but but it was just you know we we outed him finally I outed him and um, he can't take it back so there so that's why it's back the book of shadows you can come in on this time yeah okay well okay. I would have let you in anyways because well. I don't care <laughs> you're the best Ron you're the best I like it this is why I like you yeah you don't know me that's why so that's another reason that and you like lighthouses so the two. Those those two are high in my up in my books. Oh, lighthouses! I I don't know if you you know you're aware of this, Tim. But uh, this past um uh, this past year has been absolutely brutal on the East Coast lighthouses. Mm-hmm. We've had hurricanes. We've had everything else before, and they have not done the damage that these had. I was uh, chairman of the Friends of Portsmouth Tower Lighthouse for several years, and still on the board, but. One of my crowning uh, accomplishments was the total restoration of the oil house. That's and, awesome. And this storm that we got, it actually took out the whole quarter of the oil house. And this is a, a double uh, thick wall uh, of brick. And wow. it just wiped it right out. The platform that the lighthouse is on, this concrete platform, was broken up like it was uh, a piece of, uh, I don't know what, but it was it's just totally broken up. The, the walkway to the lighthouse totally wiped out. It just mm. And this, that's just our lighthouse. There, there are other ones. The uh, Wood Island Lighthouse, uh, they lost a whole series of land to erosion. The, the boathouse, which is on the other side of the island, was pushed, oh, probably 25 feet inland. Uh, from where it was doing serious damage, and that's an original structure on, on the light. So, I mean, it, it's up and down the, the coast that they get absolutely brutalized this year. So, mm. if, if you want to give to something, give your lighthouses because they need it more than anything, and it's not not cheap to. Maintain oh no, not at all. Not at not at all. I uh, I was lucky. We were lucky this year because uh, we didn't get that big of storms. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Lake Ontario and Lake Erie lighthouses are all pretty much intact. That's but when great. you start heading north up to uh, uh, Lake Huron, Lake Superior, mm-hmm. they got hit. So Did yeah, they? they're oh. yeah they got there. There's there's some damage. So uh, especially like up by the, the Straits of Mackinac. Well, Mackinac is always 
that's that's a tough place. That's really mm-hmm. you know anytime the anytime the winds go above forty five uh, miles an hour, they they shut the the bridge down, the crosses over from the mainland. So that's it. It, it was it was a little tough up there. So yeah, but you guys get you guys get those northeasterns that easterns that just destroy everything. When they hit, they just they're they're just there's no mercy. Yeah, I mean we we have photographs of uh, we own two we own Whaleback Lighthouse and and uh, lease uh, Portsmouth Harbor and maintain it for the Coast Guard. But uh, we have photographs of uh, Whaleback, which are, are offshore. It's not. Uh, Far offshore, it's not like a mile or something. It's it's offshore, on a uh, basically a rock platform, and we have pictures of the waves going over the top of that tower. Wow, wow, which is yeah, it's brutal. that's amazing. That's amazing. Mother Nature, Mother Nature is unforgiving. That it's the one thing that uh, I think any of us that that uh, uh, either do this work or uh, any kind of preservation work. We all see that what Mother Nature tries to reclaim, and when it's got its when Mother Nature's got her got her hackles up, there's no stopping it. That's 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 all there is to it. You have to ride it out and then pick up the pieces. Yeah, you know, I Mahler and I had uh, on our last was it the last show of the show before we had the the Water Witch. Um. Yeah. Um. Sam. Yeah, and I always said said you know I always thought you you know much deal with very you know peaceful magic and everything else because it's the ocean and you know how everybody loves to go to the ocean and and it seems to find peace there when you're at the shoreline but she says no the the ocean can be a uh you know could be a woman basically could turn on you in a minute ouch 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 iron bass um oh yeah 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 yeah. but yeah it's true because the fact of there's, you know, living here, I live in western New York, and I'm along the Niagara frontier, uh, the Niagara River, Niagara Falls, in between the two Great Lakes, Erie and Ontario. I'll, I'll tell you what, the uh, a lot of practitioners up here use the forces of the Great Lakes and, you know, harness them for a lot of spell work. And, and people, exactly, people think that, oh, look at this is so beautiful and it's so serene. But yet, if anybody has ever witnessed a lake storm or seen the water spouts or, or, or seen the extreme damage that the winds that come down from like Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and, and Canada, uh, what they can do and how they rip apart the shore, you can understand where a lot of these practitioners can pull their energy from. And that's just that's nature magic right there. That's harnessing what's out there, and you're right, you know, and and it can turn on a it can turn on a dime, man. It just you know here in Western New York, you know, it's it's sunny and uh, uh, 45 degrees, and two hours later we're in the middle of a lake effect snowstorm, and the, the temperatures have dropped down to like 20. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I'm just thinking that I have. Um no weather here, so you know it's L.A. What can I tell you? You got rain. What are you talking about? <laughs> lots of rain. We did have lots of rain. That's right. Yeah, Actually. I've got people up there. I know about what's going on up there. We have a lot of mudslides. People are losing their houses. Yeah, you know. mudslides, fires, that kind of all thing, that yeah. crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. But weather I'll, usually I'll we don't have. 
<laughs> Why? Don't like earthquakes? Don't like earthquakes, mudslides, fires, floods, whatever. Droughts, mm-hmm. you name it. Can't can't cut your lawn with a gas lawn mower. Can't use a barbecue grill. What the hell? <laughs> we do all kinds of stuff. We do weird stuff. <laughs> We're weird. Excuse Jerry Brown, me. What? Hug tree hugging governor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Wish you had Arnold Schwarzenegger anyway. I'll yeah, be back. We, we had him. <laughs> we had Arnold. It was okay. Anyway, we should talk about something other than whatever the hell we were talking about. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm I'm just going to remind you, Ron, of this because it you might have slipped your mind. But I was looking at Facebook today, and you know how they give you their memory things. You know, it says you know it goes back in years and whatever. Mm-hmm. So what popped up today on mine was um, 2018 with mm-hmm. you, Steve Parsons, Annie, and I did a three-day thing about Valentine's Day. You remember oh that? God. No. Yeah, of course not. I don't yeah. remember it. Mm-hmm. Three days of... a past life. <laughs> <laughs> three days of love, yes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you should have you uh yeah you should have uh, shared that with me and I would have just like posted that right on my page. We are I, coming up to the break, unfortunately, and, and we do want to, you you wanted Tim to talk about the evils of Valentine's Day. I know that. Well, because uh, actually talks about evil really well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm wondering why. Can you why. say that about <laughs> Carla? <laughs> I am the sweetest person you know. She sa- she says that endearingly, Tim. Yeah, yes. I know she does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So we, we got only a couple of minutes, so I don't want to get in there, but we'll, we'll come after the break. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to it. But, uh, Tim, how is your uh, haunted collection doing? I noticed you were spiffing up the museum. It looks pretty good from what I've seen. Well, it's it, it's coming along. And it actually, I'll be honest with you, Ron, it's, over, uh, it's overflowing its boundaries. Uh, my shelves are now just overflowing. And uh, I just started collect. I shouldn't say I just started, but I have started to increase my Victorian morning uh, collection with uh, oh, sweet. all the, the, you know, I love uh, the hair jewelry. I love the mm. lockets with hair. Uh, hair reefs. Oh, I've got, yes, I've got a beautiful one. Yeah. And it's so deep. It's, it's probably about six to seven inches deep, this hanging. And when I started looking into it, it's got all these small pieces of paper attached to all these different strands of hair that have been braided and made in the flowers. And there's actually names penciled on there. So the actual people, so whoever had this, they knew whose hair it actually was when they, oh, that's probably, awesome. oh it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I, I just love this. So I just love the, the time era and I really really love the artistic endeavors of it matt and of course you gotta i you know i picked up a couple uh murder baby bottles that uh, uh you didn't those, those are glass bottles that yep. uh they had rubber hoses that the uh the kids would suck on to get the formula up. but the instructions said to just you know every two weeks to clean the the hose Oh God! <laughs> and so you know they were getting bacteria infections, and a lot of them died because of it. But so I picked up I picked up a couple now. of those. Just uh, I was wandering I was wandering the Finger Lakes here in in, uh, uh, in New York State, and 
I found a couple of them that are just absolutely in mint condition. And, you know, those those are pieces of history that, you know, nobody really knows about. Nobody really talks about that. So I, I, to, I to add those into my collection, that was a great, great coup for me. I think so, too. I mean, it's it's great that you do collect that stuff because it does preserve history. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't even know what those are and they don't appreciate them but uh you certainly do so that's that's important uh, but keep now did, did i tell you what my favorite my absolute favorite piece is now i do not know <laughs> i will tell you i have a copy of the mormon prophet and founder of church of latter-day saints joseph smith's death mask the original wow. is in the original is in, uh, uh, you know, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. And this mask, actually, there were two masks made. This one and his brother, and they were where they were both assassinated. And uh, this mask was made, and it is an exact copy. It's probably, this is a copy that's probably made in the 40s. And mm-hmm. it is a absolutely breathtaking piece. And yeah. I, when I got yeah. out. It, and Marla will tell you how I'm tight with the buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually, I actually put it on a charge card. That's how, <laughs> that's, oh, <laughs> that's how bad he wanted it, I guess, huh? I how wanted is the it moth in your wallet anyway? The moth? Oh, yeah. oh that's he has bad. a moth in his wallet. He opens the wallet and out flies a moth. Well, I tell, tell you, but time is flowing and we have to take a break, so. Okay. We'll be right back, and we'll talk about the dark side of Valentine's Day, I guess. So, uh, unless we talk about something. <laughs> Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Book of Shadows with West Coast Witch Marla Brooks and New England's own band, Helsink, Ron Kolick, right here on Tojanet. Our special guest today is Reverend Tim Shaw, Witch Tim Shaw, some Tim Shaw, right here on Tojinet, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 286 Merrimack Street, with Thurman, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North End of Massachusetts, our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. 
I am speaking to you via the medium of the ghost box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Parax Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows, with Ron Kolick, me, Marla Brooks, and our guest, Tim Shaw. And it's Valentine's Day. So what do you got, Tim? You know what? First, I got to go and I got to make mention of what my wife got me for Valentine's Day. Are you ready, guys? Are you ready for this? I saw it on Facebook. Yeah, perfect. Go ahead. I did not. I got a clear bulb full of rodent bones that she painstakingly removed from an owl pellet and bleached. Uh, they're absolutely what? beautiful. I, they're going to go right in to my collection with uh, coyote knuckle bones and uh, a couple, couple other things, maybe that uh, my two human rib bones that I might bring out and put on display. I haven't gotten that far yet. So <laughs> yep, that's, that is what I got for Valentine's day. How could that, that's just like phenomenal, isn't it? So how did how did she get the bones? <laughs> They're uh, owls uh, throw up pellets, undigested oh, they, pieces. Owls throw up undigested pieces. Yeah, you know, and they're called pellets. And so you uh, have an owl that pukes rodent bones. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and whatever is not digested comes back out. So there's Sweet. you know femurs and uh, a little skull I think in there and and. Uh, Leg bones and a couple Damn ribs, that. stuff like that. So it's it's really it's it's a beautiful little piece. I can't wait to put it on display. I don't blame you. That's kind of awesome. Uh, you know, 
we here in Massachusetts had a big thing at Harvard University because people were donating their uh, <clears throat> bodies for science and some of the body parts ended up in private collectors. So uh, yeah, they arrested the head of the uh, morgue up there at uh, Harvard University. It happens, it happens mm -hmm. just because just because resurrectionists are not, <laughs> not a, uh, uh, well, an everyday, you know, an everyday uh, uh, employment, you know, anymore, but doesn't mm -hmm. mean that, that there isn't a, a huge market for it. And if you ever go to the oddity show, they're all over the place, you know, different skulls and different things of that nature, yeah. you know, and, and if I ever need a skull, I just call, I just call up Marla because I'm sure she's got a couple skeletons uh, in the backyard buried someplace. No, oh, I got them in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I know she's got one of the turtles, that's for sure. Huh? What? <laughs> Turtle? Uh, turtle. Turtle. Yeah, the one yeah. you killed. I mean, the one you uh, did died on your pet oh, turtle. Oh, that poor turtle, yeah. Lurch. Oh, yes. Yeah, you'll Lurch. never you'll never forget that, will you? No, that was it traumatized me for life. It did, too, for me. <laughs> oh, you but, guys. Oh, you guys. Yeah, we've got secrets. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to know about secrets. Well, <laughs> Book of Shadows, wife? yes, but not Book of Secrets. So your your wife took the bones from the owl puke yes. and bleached them. Yes. Oh, cool. So you heard about that dog, right? Uh, that ate the guy's money? Yes, yes. So would you do that for four thousand dollars? No, so not really. I'll be dog, dog shit and excuse me, did I say shit? I meant shite. Uh dog shite and uh puke and pull out the dollar bills oh yeah that i would oh sure that doesn't bother me. well ron i used to work i used to work in a hospital and i worked for environmental services so it was my job i used to clean uh, ors and uh, prep rooms and uh, the morgue and if there was any i will say industrial accidents so that stuff doesn't bother me i mean you know you you know it's it's what it is so yes if it was four thousand dollars I would definitely I would legally launder it in my in my yeah. washing machine. <laughs> he would do it if it was for four cents. Oh, okay. you're right. What hey. about you, Mala? Would you do it? Yeah, yeah. Damn, you guys. Well, I worked in a medical office for thirty years, so I don't you know. Kill you work it doesn't mean you have to like well, it. Well, you're. Well, you don't have to like it, but you do it. I mean, you, you know, do it for a job, but now you don't have to do it for a job. I don't. Know. Well, I know, but you know, if it was there, sure, why not? If you can, whatever. So, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> uh, now he's yeah, worried Valentine's about both Day. of us, Tim. Valentine's Day, yeah. Yes, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. That lovely time of year where, where so many people stand there on the street corner with. With frowns on their faces, knowing that no one will give them a Valentine, except yeah. for the three of us. And when we see forlorn people like that, we know that we're in good company. Isn't that right, guys? Yeah. I actually did a show one time where uh, if you didn't, didn't get a Valentine's Day, you didn't have anybody, you could uh, send your uh, message to me and I would send you a Valentine's thing. And then I drew one for a box of chocolates I would send up. So I did that one year. On, I think it was on the morning show. That's uh, great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. We, we love everybody. So that's right. 
But you know, you know, you know what I love about Valentine's? It's like all of the made-up holidays that Hallmark has ever created to make money, you know? And, you know, the one thing that I found is that in my research, when I'm looking for different paranormal locations or strange, unusual locations, I look for every legend I can possibly find. And then I go and it's just like an onion, just kind of peel it back, peel it back until you can find what the truth is. And Valentine's Day is one of those great holidays where it has how can I say it changed over the years? And mm-hmm. when I started looking into it, when I started first starting to like really kind of figure it out, I went, huh, this is very interesting because I mean, it goes back to almost the celebration of the Greek God Pan, the you know, Italia. yeah, that's exactly it. And Marla, mm. you know what they used to do back then. They would sacrifice oh, a goat. They and would a, do lots of and stuff. And a dog. Mm-hmm. And then they would take the skin after they skinned it mm-hmm. and whipped naked virgins as they ran around. And well, it's sort of like, well. Saturday night for you? Well, I was gonna say a Saturday night for you, but you uh-huh. know, be, because I'm I'm pure and innocent. But anyway. <clears throat> but it it also they think <clears throat> that it may have uh, had something to do with the founders of Rome, Romulus and Remus, who were twin brothers that were raised by a female wolf. So it, I think it's really a wonderful, uh, I think it's a really wonderful way of looking at it. Almost is, and I won't say pagan, but I'll say the ancient ways. Because mm-hmm. I think it, I think this probably even predates a lot of the pagan traditions that we are familiar with. Let's go right to St. Saint, Saint Valentine. Yeah, now, that's a know, goodie. St. Valentine. You know, I, you know, I always think about the little cherub and, you know, the New Year's diaper with the bow and arrow. And, well, that Ron, just to let you know, that's Marla's. Marla, Marla every so often likes to dress up for Halloween as a little cherub with the diaper and the oh, bow and arrow. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that, that's, that's a, that's a uh, story for another campfire. <laughs> uh, well, on a, on a note, you brought it up. Uh, we have a uh, a uh, diaper uh, place opening up here in New Hampshire, uh, where men, grown up people can go and uh, be babied. Uh, basically, they wear diapers and pacifiers. Mm-hmm. And hey, listen, listen. Store. We're in a no judgment hey, zone okay. right here. No judgment. No judgment. Exactly. Okay. Not that I've ever done anything like that, naked maypole, right, Marla? <laughs> but that's another story. Naked but, maypole is just normal for us. Well, it's true. It's true. You but, know what? I when we first got HBO, I think it was HBO. I don't know. It was cable because we had crappy reception anyway. So I finally got it. I was on it. My it was on late one night with my son, and we came across this stupid channel of all these naked men running around beating the drums and it's traumatized my son for his life (laughs) i don't know know what 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 you guys do but that's you know i blame listen we call we call that saturday night (laughs) had a pizza and two beers a piece life is good (laughs) yeah well he he was actually dancing a maypole now get that in your mind and and i don't get a little bleach i don't mind bleach 
There's Tim just, you know, do to do to do, do around the when maple. In Rome. When in Rome, we were talking about Rome. When okay. in Rome. But speaking about Rome, you <laughs> know, casting. a lot of oh, times. Remus. Yeah, well, a lot of times you always, you know, you always remember like the boxers. You can't have, you can't have any kind of sex, uh, you know, before your big match or a lot of the sports people. Well, that was a lot of the things that they believed that just soldiers shouldn't do. They shouldn't get married. They shouldn't go and have relations, you know, uh, before these battles. And uh, if they got married, they they wouldn't stay in the army. So, uh, you know, Emperor Claudius banned marriage, banned marriage for his soldiers. And uh, they say that, that they say that St. Valentine defied the emperor. They defied the emperor and went and performed these marriages in secret. Well, I, you know, let's face it, a good secret doesn't stay secret for long. And he ended up being caught. And, uh, well, the punishment for that during those days were, you know, it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, it wasn't a simple, you're getting thrown in a jail cell, but he was beaten. He was stoned. And we're not talking about anything of the psychedelic nature. And then he was beheaded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they threw, they basically just threw his remains in a pit. And nobody nobody really knows for sure. You know, they, they say they built a basilica over the top of the remains, but we they really don't know who it is. But the one thing that I always thought was really interested, interesting was that, you know, I was brought up a Catholic, and I remember seeing these relics. And here, in, you know, in, in Western New York, there's a place, there's a church called St. Uh, Gualbert's, and it's in Chictawaga, New York. And they have a huge collection of relics of saints. And relics, you know, you think about these things, and relics, you know, you would think like, oh, well, you know, this would be a saint, or like we talked about the the the, uh, the, the morning jewelry that possessed hair. Yeah. Uh they were just little bits and pieces of yeah. something that may have been corrupt or un- uncorrupted, like a piece of flesh or 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 a hand or or even an arm. All through Europe, there's, there's a lot of different. Yeah, uh, just Christ Christ's foreskin is supposed to be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I just I was reading about that. Listen, I would go and check that out. I I personally would because that 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 to me would be interesting. Because that's how you fly. I listen. I rock and roll like the best of them. But you know. <laughs> It was so, you know, it was such a huge, huge, huge uh, business back in the medieval days where, you know, you would go and buy and sell and steal relics. And all these crusaders would, you know, that had gone to the Holy Land and came back, they all had relics. And every church had some kind of a relic in it. And I, I love the fact that it is said that Saint Valentine, his remains were disinterred and spread throughout the land. And I mean, I think that's phenomenal. I really think that's phenomenal. They send it in the cot or was it just uh, carried? Oh, they just, I mean. I figured they'd put it in a little cot and send it to him, see, to my balance. No, I think, you know, you got to see these reliquies that these that these pieces of saints are are, are contained yeah, in. Yeah, I actually have some, Tim. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. 
What you so got? I got, oh God, I don't know you want to go with, but my, the relic I have, um, well, I don't, I think Mylon knows, but I don't know if Tim knows that I, I, I've gone on a couple of exorcisms with the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And the exorcist that worked with had this, um, it was the blood of St. Jebel, which Ooh, he used, wow. he used in the, the exorcisms. Uh, but I mean, the way they did it, it the, the blood itself is, is like sand. It's just a little right. granular. So they take it and they put it in holy water and that. So I have a, uh, I have a bottle of that, which I use, uh, uh, I'm still a Catholic, so I still do my Catholic thing. So I still use it and helping certain people and stuff. So. That's amazing. Now I have what they consider class two, uh, relics, yeah. which are objects that are actually touched. Right. To the, you know, the that the, the actual relic of the saint. And the, but it's not the actual piece. It's like it would be a piece of paper or a cloth or something that would be touched to it. Thus, it would become sanctified by proxy. And I thought I've always right. I, 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 I've always been totally fascinated by that. And that's why St. Uh, uh, St. Valentine is just someone that I'm fascinated. Well, look at look at St. Uh, look at St. St. Nicholas, how mm-hmm. his relic. You know, his relics have been spread all over the place. It's the same thing. People want that. People need that in their churches. But yeah, I mean, I wear a, a miraculous medal, which is uh, it's actually a relic because it's the, the Blessed Virgin that appeared at this church. I forget where it is. It's in it's in France. And she sat on this chair. And so this what they do is actually they take these medals and they put them on the chair that the Blessed Virgin. I love that. Saturn. And so that's how they call the miraculous medal. And so, I mean, the, the medals were supposedly designed by her as well. So, I mean, it, it's kind of neat. But yeah, you're right. There are different ones. And then you can have, uh, you know, a third, like this would be a third class medal, be, a third class relic, because it was touched an object that the saint, or in this case, the Blessed right. Virgin, Saturn. So this is a third class relic, but this chair itself would be a second class Correct. A piece, of, piece of the one would be a first class. I love but that. This that was a cool. This cool stuff. Very cool. Well, you know, this these are the things that I feel uh, a lot of the religions miss out on. They mm-hmm. don't understand it. And you know what? What bothers me more than anything else is that yes, a lot of this stuff looks like frauds. Number two, yes, they could be frauds. But number mm-hmm. three. Sometimes it's not the actual relic itself, but the belief in the relic that performs the miracle. And that is what I love about that. And, you know, and and St. And St. Valentine's relics. I believe that this is something that people really take and venerate so deeply. Do you know what uh, St. Valentine is the patron saint of? Mm-mm. He's the patron. Uh, go ahead. What were you saying? He's the patron saint of beekeepers epileptics and those that are suffering with the plague oh wow i thought that was fascinating mm-hmm. but you know i i love the fact that uh he, you know saint valentine was kind of like under the on you know he was kind of like under the counter you know for years and years and years until uh, shakespeare and chaucer they they they, they wrote about mm-hmm. him and 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 the love and this whole thing and when I started looking into where, so I'm fascinated where all the different, where are the body parts hidden? You know, whenever mm-hmm. I have a mystery up here that I'm 
I'm researching where somebody killed a lady and uh, uh, chopped her up and spread her body all over the place. So now I'm on the trail of where the, the body parts are found because why oh, cool. I'm not right. But you know, you know how that, you know, <laughs> dowsing, dows for them. Yeah. I love it. And, and map dowsing, you know, me guys, I love the map dows, but mm-hmm. you know, one of his skulls, you, because they're not sure, uh, if it's a real skull, they say two Valentines were killed, you know, or, you know, executed, but mm-hmm. one of the skulls ended up in Dublin. And what I love about Dublin is that couples come in and are blessed under the relic of St. Valentine's. They, they're blessed. They, 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 they propose marriage. They're married. They're, they have their vows renewed. I think that's fantastic. I really do. And it really becomes something that is special. But where else are they? Oh, they're in... Uh, 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 I'm trying to think now. They're all over the place. They're they're like in uh, uh, oh they're in Rome, of course. Uh, they're in Poland. They're in the Czech Republic. They're in France. But you know what my very favorite place is? They're in here in Missouri, the state of Missouri. Oh, why not? Right? The show me state. <laughs> the right? show me state. I want to see. I want to see if it's Saint Valentine's. Show me. I love that. I think I think that. But see, that's fascinating. I love the way how everything is 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 spread out, how everything is is moved around. I think that's great. I think it's now my question has always been, what does the Vatican feel about it? Now, the Vatican. From what now, this is this may not be the latest uh, decree from the Vatican, but they from what I was told, they really don't have a they don't take really a position on bodies. It's sort of like the individual dioceses that are more in charge of, let's say, the bodies. It's like, uh, you know, their their job at the Vatican is to declare someone a a you know a saint. But what they do with the relics is sort of up to within reason is up to the diocese. So uh, they really don't they don't really have a mandate except you know they have to be respected and preserved and that sort of thing. But Bottom line, and this I love. This is this is something that I love. It's this is this is this comes right from a bulletin. The church leadership pretty much lets the acquisition and use of relics to go on without much regulation. It brings in customers, not faithful, customers to the churches, pilgrims, pilgrims to the town, and money into the church coffers. It's sort of like, okay, that that's interesting. Yep, that's it right there. That is, uh, I just, just up on the board, came up with St. Valentine's in Dublin, his skull. But I love that. I love that. Yeah, nice. But you know, you know what's, you know what, I remember when this happened. Do you guys, now, Ron, do you remember when they desanctified different saints? They said you can still pray Uh, to them, but they're not really on the list anymore, right? Remember that? Christopher. Yeah, St. Christopher's the number one. We don't yeah. have we don't have enough evidence. Well, so was St. Valentine, 1969, uh, because it was a lack of that information, lack of hard information. They couldn't get a paper trail. They couldn't get a pedigree right back to the burial site. So I always thought that was I always thought that was a shame. But, you know, we were talking about Victorian mourning in the Victorian age. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what vinegar valentines are? 
Oh my no. God, I love this. Yes, 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 yes. Rod. I knew you would know because they were mm. really, they were really, uh, uh, really popular. popular in the New yep. England states and a lot of the coastal states, and you know the larger states during the uh, you know larger populations during the Victorian age. They were nasty valentines that you would send to somebody, like retrobates and 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 people that you hated and bosses. But Excellent. I I love my the favorite thing that they did is they sent them with just a name and address without a stamp. So it was a double slap in the face. Not only did you get a poison pen letter, basically, but then you had to pay for the postage to get it. That, <laughs> yeah. that to me, you know what? That is something that I would do, guys. I think that is phenomenal. <laughs> I would, I would love that. And you know, I think I'm going to resurrect. I'm going. I think I'm going to resurrect that practice. I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to go and create some uh, uh, nasty little limericks. And then I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to draw, draw some stick figures. And I'm going to put them in an envelope. And I'm going to send them to Marla without any postage. <laughs> I don't know if that would fly nowadays because they usually just return it to sender. Yeah, or or they just put it into the dead letter office. Yeah, you know, they put they, it in a dead file. Yeah, yeah just changed, you know, destroy changed, it. It's changed over the years because yeah. the post office has certainly changed over the years. Showing well, our age now. Yeah, you're right. But you know, now I'm gonna maybe I'm gonna have to just go out and I'm gonna have to stop at your guys both of your houses and drop the stuff off in your mailbox. There you go. And yeah. you know it's you know it's illegal to send children to the mail, right? Now it is, but before you think. Yeah, yeah I know. Them. That's why they put that in there. Isn't that amazing? I, 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 to me, that is that that's just crazy when we start looking at the past and what was allowed back then. And now we'd be like, oh, my. Back then, the people didn't think twice about it. I mean, they had trains full of orphans that were going through the West and Midwest. You know, they were unloading and OK, there's there's a couple kids. You need them. Yeah. And these farmers are going, yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna let these kids grow up and they're gonna work these farms like you know, like the horse, you know. And they would send children to the mail or babies to the mail, yeah, to, because it was cheaper than you know putting them on a train or a stagecoach or whatever. Yep. So they would do it, but uh, they put a stop to that, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Government. I, yeah. Darn government! They 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 know how to ruin a good time or get or get or get rid of dependents. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> unfortunately, we have uh, run out of time. I can't believe it. We really got into any, anything, really. Uh, it's always great talking to you, and that's what happens when I. It's, I love you guys. It's so much fun. We because it's because you know we are the ADHD kids of the paranormal. <laughs> you need to have both of us on your show, Tim, at the same time. I will. Oh God, please. Yes, if you yes. like that. Yeah, we could do that. That would Absolutely. be Absolutely good idea. Yep. Oh, terrific idea too. I think so. <laughs> I think it would be nice. And and you know what's nice? Have you heard the Amala show? Okay. Yes, I have. Mm. <laughs> All right, we got to go. We really do. Uh, we have been talking. Tim, if somebody wants to find out more information about you, how can they do that? You can go to my website at www.timothytshaw.com, all one word. That has most of my uh, updated events and uh, some bio and that sort of stuff. But also just look for me on Facebook because why? I love Facebook. I answer almost <laughs> all what, of my mail on Facebook. <laughs> I won't lie. Well, 
Thank you, Tim. Uh, we'll ha see you next time. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so happy you got your bones. So there you go. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, hey, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. God bless and take care. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.